today. It's a very special day. Extremely special. We have Bomb himself <laughs> coming onto the podcast. Welcome, Ethiel. Thank uh, you so much. For anyone that doesn't know, um, Ethiel is our, or Papum, is our uh, videographer and, you know, senior content creator here at Elite 11. Um, he's been at EE for probably the last, just a tick over 12 months. That's yeah. right. Um, and he has such an interesting background and so much knowledge to to give us and has given us over the past year. But obviously, from from a customer's perspective, you may have known noticed that we've leveled up over the past twelve mm-hmm. months in terms of content. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big reason uh, for that is is Ethiel coming into the business. So thank you, thank you very so much, much, brother. Um, you're doing really well. So um, I guess. Let's just get straight into it. I know we've talked about yeah. about like your past a few times, but do you want to just give us like a brief summary of how like young young pup boom yeah. went uh, along his journey to to find his love for videography yeah. and how how you got there from you know start to finish, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for bringing me on to this. <laughs> this is so this good. Is, I'm this, having so much fun already. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was a that was a really good intro. That, that was, was off, that was, that was off the cup. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, brother. I love you. <laughs> um, first of all, how it all started was um, I actually wasn't doing video at all. Like I wasn't in in this space. I never owned a camera. The only thing I owned was like an iPhone and just taking photos um, with just mates and everything. But predominantly, what I was doing back then, like this would probably be down to 2018 was music. So I was like focusing on producing music for artists, even for myself and just putting things on Spotify and stuff like that. Um, But it was, I think what happened was, was when I moved back to Australia from Japan. So for those who don't know, I, I lived, I spent most of my time in Japan, my adult years in Japan for seven years. And yeah, and I was coming back here to- What, what age did you go to Japan? I, I went at 19. And that was 19, after- 20, Let's say 20. Let 20? And yeah. then that was after uh, Fukushima. Yes. Su- the big, was it the tsunami? Um, the Tohoku. Yeah, the yeah. big Tohoku earthquake and tsunami. So that happened in 2011. And then I went to 2012. Yeah. Uh, 2012, November 4th is when I touched down in Japan for the oh, first yeah. time in my life. And what was your Crazy. thought process <laughs> Like in, yeah. in terms of your reaction to make you or impetus in, to make you want to go to Japan and help out and yeah. do all your stuff well, there. You know, being a 19 year old and finishing high school and everything, um, I had that whole year of just pretty much doing whatever I wanted. Um, so I just kind of looked at it as like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what am I doing? And it was only that my dad said, hey, do you want to go to Japan and help out with like mission work and help out with like the tsunami and um, X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, what else am I doing here with my life? Like yeah. I'm just hanging around mm. with friends. I'm not actually pursuing a career. That wasn't even on my mind. So I said, you know what? Let's go for three months. No, forget three months. Let's do a whole year of like yeah, an internship. So like, content, you go out. content and videography wasn't on your mind at that wasn't point at all? wasn't on my mind at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. And how did, how, did, how did the love yeah. come? Or where did you, when did you first stumble across uh, the camera because yep. for the people that don't know with you, you basically carry a camera with you. Not Everywhere. just any camera, not just an iPhone. You'll carry like a full-on rig with him <laughs> like uh, at all times. You, yeah, you, you a nice t- five-kilo rig. <laughs> you, uh, and wear yeah. uh, his, his jewellery that he wears is a camera itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a nice pendant of, of a camera. Exactly. Like girls carry like their nice bags. You carry your, carry your, your camera. Your, your yeah, camera. Okay. So, yeah, well, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so how that all happened was when I moved back here, I was doing music, but then um, I needed to create videos. A friend of mine needed to create videos and say, hey, let's reach out because we need video music videos for our own music. Um, so we searched out and we looked around and said, oh, well, what are we looking at as a budget? Us knowing nothing at the time. And I said, oh, well, I think the most I could afford is like, 200 bucks and we're putting on Facebook groups like videographers and Melbourne Facebook groups and everything and then people would laugh at us I'm like why are they laughing like why are you laughing 200 bucks and people would send us message like mate I can um I can probably like grab a camcorder and shoot something for you for like one minute (laughs) but I won't edit it and I'm like wow it's so they, they were pricing us two grand so I'm like oh it's a lot of money so I picked up my iPhone 10 at the time I said you know what Let's go buy. Let's go buy myself like a gimbal for the iPhone. Chucked it on there. I, I went onto YouTube and I just said, okay, hip hop music videos. Um, who's popping? Biggest artists that are doing music videos, and let's just learn how they shoot angles, how they do it, how they edit. And that's like when it all started from there. I said, you know what? I did a whole music video for myself. I self recorded my own music video, which is all over YouTube right now. Um, that's and, unreal. And then I was like, whoa. I love this. So, and that for, was, yeah. For the people that don't know, how long have you been back for, uh, since you've been in Japan? 2019, October 18. So just before COVID? Yes. Yeah, so actually, this would, this would probably be a fourth year. Four, yeah, 19, 20, Yeah, about four years now. So I didn't know this. So any, it, like when you were in Japan, there was no form of videography or content that you had uh, done there? No, I, I did a music video with a friend there. Okay. But I never decided to pick up a camera I think the reason why I never picked up a camera even though I I loved anything creative Mm. I wanted to get into photography um but I just couldn't afford it it was too expensive back then photography videography was like in 2000 at what 18 19 it was out of the water like to buy a camera was six grand I'm like who can afford that? That's Moore's law for you. Yeah. Who can afford that? I remember that? back yeah, then crazy. to buy a rig that actually did something that was very expensive. It's like 40 grand. Whereas now like iPhones can oh, yeah. compete with whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's the big rigs. I saw a video uh, yesterday and was comparing the iPhone 6 camera to the iPhone 15 yeah. and they were just taking a video of uh, in front of the oh, uh, yeah. opera house. Yes. Uh, wow. Crazy. Like oh, the, the detailing that now the, the camera has is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So, so you, yeah, you go. No, I was going to ask in, if, on that topic, what do you think about uh, all the new technology on iPhones and how yep. does that uh, play a role in, in, you know, content creation and uh, videography and, and your field as a whole? Yep. And like does that, you know, make the, uh, the space more competitive, obsolete? Like what, what, how do you think it's kind of shaping now that, mm. you know, technology is going to get better and better, everyone has more uh, capabilities with a phone. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Absolutely. Well, I've actually been thinking about this, but like in a in a positive way. I've actually never looked at the development of technology, AI, um, phones, and anything that's happening right now. I actually haven't looked at it as a threat, mm. more as like a resource that we can actually adapt and use and educate people with. Because at the end of the day, like. If I'm going to go and shoot something with these two bad boys, like it really depends on the content that we're shooting and it, depend, it depends on like what I'm doing on the day. Like if I want something that's very inspirational, but then, and something that has like a story behind it, there's a lot of different elements. Like I'm going to go and shoot on the big rig only because when I hold this, it feels 
there's like this connection to it. Mm, I yeah. feel like I can tell a better story using this. Not saying that I can't tell it with an iPhone, but I just feel like there's something that goes behind these things that I'm just like, I'm in control of. And I know that I can tell the story I want. I can get the look that I want. Um, but yeah, no, I just feel like for people in general, like it just makes businesses grow and excel because they can just say, hey, look, can I get a mate of mine just to grab my iPhone that I've invested in and just take a couple of photos, take a couple of videos, that's enough right now. But I think if we look down the future, like what is it that we actually want to go? What direction do you want to go with you? Like your productions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we've been discussing a lot, you need both. Yeah. Um, so for an aspiring videographer coming up, if you actually want the whole tool belt and the whole toolkit on how yeah. to create content for a um, a brand, if you wanted to get a get a job, yeah, you'd probably need both the yeah. the iPhone content for BTS at the very least, and you know just random snapshots as well as absolutely that curated and mm. and nurtured uh, like polished content, yeah. which is you know whatever your thirty second landscape video or yeah. whatever. Um, I mean, we've just been obviously racking our brains about how interesting the game changes and evolves every year i mean last year we were talking about how reels came in was reels last year i oh, think or, TikTok, or it, it kind of derived yeah. from tiktoks yeah. but i'd say they really took off 20 yeah, 2020 yeah but there was a period where instagram really favored reels over yeah. um photos which is sort of reverted like, back a little bit now yeah. but we would be posting polished videos and polished pictures mm. But do you remember that time uh, where crazy. we used to get no engagement and crazy. then we would post some <laughs> random BTS random, yeah. um, iPhone video as a reel and it would just go off because yeah, Instagram was favoring the algorithm. I mean, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. But I guess now we're sort of thinking about how we can evolve the content further in terms of TikTok, Instagram, reels, um, as well as putting the polished content out there on YouTube yeah. and and uh in the stores as well because we need that omni-channel experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for for someone that sort of would be coming into EE as, you know, like a, an assistant, mm. would you say that the skill set of knowing how to use a camera is more or less important than the creativity behind making the content, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like would you rather, for, you know, just yeah. for argument's sake, would you rather hire someone that was really creative and, and sort of was able to brainstorm with you or would yeah. you hire someone that was really good with the science behind the camera mm. um, but was more like a point and shoot rather than a director of, mm. you know, creativity or something like that? Oh, that's, a, that's actually a really that's good That's a question. deep question, it sorry. <laughs> it's deep but it's... um. Yeah, I think if I had to go down that path of choosing either one of those, I'd probably stick to someone who's more on the creative side that we can actually like expand and grow and be visionaries together yeah. and think about like what can we do? Because like you said, at the end of the day, there's so much tools out there that can help us execute these ideas, but it's just the people behind it that are actually creating these ideas. Um, yeah, the reason I ask is just because like for me, mo the most engaging content on these social media platforms are the stories that the people are telling, whether yeah. it's a skit or a, yeah. you know, yeah. like a funny video or an engaging educational video yeah. or something like that. I feel like that's more important than the actual way in which it's videoed itself. Yeah. So yeah. like you need both, yeah. um, but it's Agreed. super important to have that creative mindset, which means technically 
I don't know if that means the barrier to entry for being a creative or being a, being a videographer is higher or lower because of mm. it because you've got all these tools at your disposal. You've got the iPhone, you've got the camera, um, you've got Photoshop, you've got Premiere Pro, yeah. all, these, yeah. all these tools. Yeah. But then obviously to stand out, it's so much harder because everyone's trying to get the screen time of the user on these social media platforms. Exactly. I mean, how, how do you actually do that? How do you stand out? <laughs> How do you make sure that, you know, you continue to grow or you can actually help your clients grow if you're, you know, working for those guys? Mm. It's, it's, it's a dilemma that's going to – because the industry is forever changing, right? It is, yeah. It honestly yeah. is. Like what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at, what videographers are doing back then, they were doing a lot of big travelling and yeah. they're creating these huge YouTube channels based off like how incredible their videos look, which they still are today. But I feel like there's a shift in content creators is where they're trying to go down that educational path, but also both at the same time as just purely entertainment, mm. like purely entertainment. Some of the videos I'm seeing is comparing your iPhone with your $10,000 camera. Yeah. yeah. And like why is that getting 5 million views compared to like them hanging out in Bali and shooting like with a drone shot yeah. and doing all these beautiful views? But it's just I guess it's that there's that – little bit of a controversial thing but entertainment like ooh. I also think there's an element of people just want to see fresh new yeah. stuff so people yeah. have seen plenty of drone shots in Bali now people yeah. have seen a lot of <laughs> yeah we were know, talking about this with yeah, Europe we were true. talking about it so like the thing happened you know a lot of people especially because we're at this kind of inflection point where uh, short form videos in reels and tiktoks and stuff started yeah. to take off over the last two three years so the people were making videos of going to Europe and go to this place. If you're in Italy, you must go here. If you're in Spain, yeah. you must go here. So that got flooded and those did really well at the time, but people have seen those a million times yeah, now. So th you can kind of apply that same concept when it comes to, you know, what kind of content do people want to watch yeah. um, on a daily basis? Like think about it. You're scrolling. Think about how often a new trend will come on TikTok or something. You'll scroll and you see, for example, we're going comedy, uh, a, a, a certain kind of meme will be yeah. hot for a bit. Yep. And then it's not and hot it's, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So and people will just keep going for that next one. And you think like, oh, well, what, what's going to be next? You never know. It's just whatever kind of hits at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the beauty mm. of of the space. Mm. It, it really all kind of de uh, depends on on how creative one can be and how creative yeah. one can really think and not just think what he likes or she likes but what the, the masses will enjoy to watch because more than ever – you can be, you know, Joe Blow down the road with a camera Absolutely. and you can actually kind of make your name for yourself yep. if you know what people want to watch and if you kind of yep. uh, can bring that into mm -hmm. a nice short form video. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you um, – I had a question that stemmed from that. For younger – or any person that's uh, in the space yep. uh, that may not uh, be getting regular work or have a full-time job in the space like – You've been there before where yeah. you've been kind of uh, trying to, you know, get your foot in a door. Like I yeah. remember, you know, when we first did the uh, the hiring process with you, uh, how, how you know, um, enthusiastic you were and, yeah. and what we've realised is you, you know, are a scholar of your craft. Um, <laughs> how or what would you say to people in that uh, scenario? Yeah. I guess that's... If I had to encourage like people out there who are thinking about this, is that um, I, I guess you just have to focus on your craft. Focus on your craft. Keep working on your craft. I'm I'm always 
working on my craft. There are days where I go home even after work and I'll sit home and say, you know what, let's create a backdrop. Let's put up the camera and just keep creating um, for no money. If you think about it, if you take the monetary element away from your craft and your creativity, I think you can really see that like do you actually love what you're doing? Is What's the creativity behind this? But if you're putting a dollar between, behind your creativity, say I need to get paid to become creative, it will, at the end of the day you're going to start seeing like what really does matter. Is it the money or is it the creative side of things? Um, and if you're, if you're naturally going to go and say, look, I want to go and find clients to work with, I want to find a, a company that I can be involved with like for myself, reaching out to you guys. Um, one thing that you spoke to me and I said that was big for myself it was my character like work and develop your character because I've seen people who are great behind the camera but their characters are terrible like they're not good people to hang around with as in how they are on a shoot how they or are in general on the shoot, just in general like they get very gatekeepy like they're not willing to like share knowledge with you. Yeah. collaborate like yeah. collaboration and I think that was one thing for me was I had to break my pride in saying do I want to go and put my name on everything on YouTube and this and make a, make it big time, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, it's totally fine. But, or am I going to say, look, I want to step into this, into this career and in, with this um, business and this company that wants to take me on. And am I going to say, look, I want to drop that and say, look, I'm going to work for these people, but at the same time, we're going to work together instead of saying, this is where I'm going. This is where you're going. And I feel like that's going to help you get to where you need to be is when you can start kind of looking at yourself and saying, like, what's more important at the end of the day? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Another thing that I've noticed, just like I'm going to talk now about yourself, but it's it's almost that when you're learning a craft or when you're trying to become the best at your craft, there, there's a level, and I know, you know, famous people have said this, but there's, there's a certain level of obsession that you need over yeah. uh, learning that skill or that craft to be able to, you know, excel. Yeah. I mean, just seeing how, how you are around the camera, you go home, you'll film, film your family, you'll film yourself, you'll just vlog some random yeah. stuff just to upskill yeah. just so that you could apply it maybe in the future um, to one video that we do together or Absolutely. whatever piece of content. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't do that, you would never have learned, the skills, have learned the skills or you never would yeah. have said, uh, let's try the 360 cam or let's just do this little vlog where we can – um, get one of the warehouse guys involved so I can learn this transition or stuff like that. Absolutely. That level of obsession that honestly results technically in no derived value in the present pays dividends far in the future when Absolutely. you need to apply that skill to a campaign or something yeah. like that. And I think that's what's super important with these creative roles and especially yep. your role or even the um, Adrian or Dom's roles, like that upskilling and that yep. willingness to want to learn and to want to always progress is super important because no one's like creativity is sort of a, an interesting job because no one's giving you a task and saying, all right, if you, we need this to be learnt by Friday night, uh, <laughs> 5 PM, yep. I need to have this on my desk. Uh, this is the task. These are parameters uh, and then we'll assess your work. Like that, it just doesn't exist. And there's no way to to quantify the amount of knowledge or the amount of work that a creative is putting in. It's more about just, again, that obsession and seeing that self-belief in the yeah. person's character, knowing that they're 
always striving to to upskill and do better and and um, really just own their craft. It's almost like a you versus you sort of thing, and that's what obviously Paz and I have noticed um, in terms of your work ethic when you've come to the business. Thank you, um, and, and as well as pretty much everyone else. Yeah. And and that would be advice for I, I would say anyone that wants to you know basically excel in any craft to be honest mm-hmm. you need to be obsessed mm-hmm. with it and be willing to do stuff as you said for free or just yeah willingly just to upskill and learn so that when the time comes when you have to step up to the plate you already have those skills exactly. and you don't need to say oh wait let me go and spend two weeks on yeah. youtube trying to perfect this skill on the job while you're filming that exactly um that campaign yeah. or that that creative for a client or whatever. Yeah. I think that's super important and that's the difference between like a creative job or a professional services job yep. because there's no sort of like procedures and precedent that's set in in the creative industry and like yep. the retail industry as a whole. There's a lot of like just grey area. Yep. And it all comes down to the subjectivity of the individual, I think. It, yeah, you're right. And I'll add something in there. So when I first started in this craft, right, yep. I owned – a photography, a, f- a photographs camera, like, right. I'd never take videos on it, not even 4k on that, but I had to say, well, these are the tools that I have. And if I really want to go down this industry, um, how much do I want to go down that industry? Let's milk this camera yeah. to like the most it can be like, even to the point where I had to like kind of fake it to make it where I had to like, export it out in 4k but a 1080p just a hd video to 4k and sell it and make people believe that that is a 4k video and at the same time like who's watching things at 4k nowadays um but that's how i knew like look this is if i'm really willing to go down that path i'm gonna i'm gonna do as much as i can and even like some tips as well is like look some people would say oh but i don't have the camera i don't have five grand i don't have this to buy that go to a rental service yeah go hire a camera for like two days, bring that camera home, learn the camera on that night before the shoot and go out and shoot it and go to your clients and say, this is my equipment, I'm ready to go. Don't tell them like, oh, this is a high equipment. Like don't give them that lack of confidence. Give them the confidence like, bro, we're shooting on a $6,000 camera and this is going to be butter and cream for your campaign. But go out there, you can hire your stuff for like 200 bucks and you're learning this new camera and then you find out if you really fell in love with that, this way I want to go and this is what I want to do. 100%. Yeah. I love that. The That's tools, really yeah. Because from the outside, the tools would be like the thing that would sort of make you stop. Yeah. Want, if, if you were looking at the industry or saying I wanted to get into it, well, the startup cost is 10 grand for a camera and lights and SD cards and SSDs and all that sort yep. of stuff. Not even with a PC or a computer to edit. Yeah. Well, that's powerful to edit, powerful enough to edit this, uh, the content that you're creating. But I think working with what you've got, as you just said, is just work with it. imperative. Yeah. And if you don't have the tools, learn by, you know, I don't know. Adapt. Adapting. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Adapt. And doing stuff for free for clients yep. maybe. Like yep. obviously I don't have the rig. I can't like if you don't rent the rig, just say oh, my camera is 500 bucks. Yep. Um, but just maybe reaching out to some smaller micros or yeah, influencers absolutely. to try and create that network. I feel like that yeah. network's key in in trying to grow your own personal brand yep. and personal business. Because really, when you're a content creator, if you aren't working for um, a brand like yourself, mm. you're a sole trader at the end yeah. of the day. Correct. You're trying to build your own network, build your own clients, build your own brand. So it's all about who you know. Yeah. 
um, and word of mouth yep. because, you know, if you're in Melbourne or if you're in Sydney, it's very unlikely that you're going to start off by putting up a website and then people are just going to find you on your website. It's all about creating content so that people see the content that you create and say, who created it? That's I'm going to hit him up on DMs. That's it. Let's do some work together. Yeah. And like to expect that that those DMs are just going to come through with absolutely no portfolio <laughs> or no work is just... It's bollocks. That's, yeah, that's bollocks. It's bollocks. So, where do you think people should dump their portfolios? Social media? Just throw it all on their social. Throw it on social media. Um, first thing I'm checking is your social media. Mm. If you're applying for a job as a videographer and you're in the position and then I'm going on your social media and your last photo was three years ago and it's just you hiking, I'd skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly skip that. Like it's great to have a great resume but no one's looking at resumes nowadays. Agreed. They just want to say, okay, cool, he's got five years experience but what's your port- where's your Instagram? Yeah. Show me that. That is true. Every Agreed. single time someone reaches out to us to want to collaborate or do a shoot, we usually jump straight onto their Instagram or TikTok <laughs> and, and that's it. And really kind of sift through their videos and stuff. So yeah. that just that, yeah, Absolutely. That that's sense. yourself. That's your whole brand, your Instagram yeah. these yeah. days. Yeah, it's true. That's how you're defined, really. Absolutely. Your C V of working at a or your C V of studying filmmaking yep. isn't as important as what you've actually done <laughs> or actually achieved that exactly. can be tangible. And shown to us to see, okay, this guy fits the vision. Because at the end of the day, like you could be really good at filmmaking. But this is a question for you obviously. Yeah. Is is <clears throat> like the idea of filmmaking for different brands, is it a level of adaptability that you need? Like let's just say mm. um, we've got an activewear brand, then we've got, I don't know, an actual film that needs to product, be produced, then we've got some sort of food, then we've got a makeup brand. Like they're all obviously different yeah. um, and require different sort of creativity. Yeah. Like if you were starting out now, would you try and focus on one type of niche in terms of being creative or would you sort of accept work and try and master everything at once, all types of videography? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in just mastering everything. Give it a go. Yeah. Like what you said, there's days where I just learn something, but I don't know if it's for now or for later, but I've, I know that, oh, bro, I ticked off that box. I can do it. I can do what these guys are doing. And if I need it later, I'll do it later. So 100%. just learn everything and everything. Yeah. And then later down, you understand where you guys are pivoting and say, okay, that's where we're going. Yeah. So now I need to focus more on that craft. But for you, for example, you were really into music videos because yep. you were into music before you started videography. Yep. Do you think that love of music and that love of like producing your own music videos helped you bridge the obsession to like filmmaking? Like your love for filmmaking came out of your love for music and shooting those music videos. Mm. For example, like if you came straight from, this is just me brainstorming, but like let, let's just say you came from making music and then someone asked you to film a video of their uh, fruit yeah. business yeah. and you were like, oh, yeah. It's just me filming apples and oranges. <laughs> like would you have fallen in love with that or did you sort of like like I'm imagining monkey yeah. bars and you're swinging between but you're holding on to both before you let one go. Did that help you in your obsession changing it from music and, and producing music to videography just because you were sort of like using both yeah. at the same yeah. time interchangeably? I, I don't think it was like a struggle for me because I, I used – I looked at music videos as – not like 
this is what I want to do. But I looked at it as like, I'm learning different because each music video is different. There's yeah. some where they say, man, we need you to be doing something crazy like this with movements here, but we need something that's shot in like a Steven Spielberg kind yeah. of movie. And then, but for me, I looked at it as like, well, I'm learning these different skills in different ways I can film that I can apply to anything else. Even if it was, like you said, to film bananas and, and oranges, yeah. I can use that into that. It 100%. wasn't like, oh, but I only do music videos, guys, like this one would do. What I don't say to people is like, I only p- purely would do music videos. I don't do this, but I'd say I have a lot of experience and I definitely can shoot that because I've actually done this with other projects yep. that I've done. So if you need something like that, I can pull it off for you guys. And then you've also, because music videos are very creative. Yes, so then you've got that extra creative side behind it because you can tell the creative things if you put up two two active brands together, you can see which one is just like a copy and paste and which one has the creative element. Even Agreed. though they're probably in the same products, same space, same time frame that they're uploading, same season, but you could tell which one's more creative, which one is just like a cut and paste job. Yeah, you're just sort of videoing the garment, for example, compared to, you know. Yeah a more 3D sort of yeah. element. Well, on that, on filmmaking and uh, working with or yourself and brands, how would you say is like a, a brand could go uh, about um, doing it, feel like making films and actually telling a story because yeah. uh, a common thing that happens with a lot of brands and a lot of businesses as a whole, like there's the actual art of making yeah. the video and then there's the other art of actually telling the story, the storytelling behind it all. Um, and I think that's something we are still trying to get our our heads around. Yeah. What's your common, I don't know, theory behind like how you can, you know, tell a story uh, behind a, a certain campaign, a certain product? Do you use, would you use the same principles under different categories like Ben's example mm. of the fruit uh, yes. or, or and ours an, an active way like? Yeah. Is, is there something you go like a certain routine or a certain kind of, uh, is there a concept you follow? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. I think for myself, it really depends on like what we need at the mm. time and what we're shooting. And then I go away and start brainstorming. Okay. If we're going to go down this route, it's a, it depends on like how big the launch is going to be, how big the campaign is going to be. Do we want to tell a story in that way or do we want it to keep it very, um, we just want to focus more on the product itself, which is naturally sometimes what I'll do. I'll go and just shoot garments and shoot models and shoot it in a way that everyone can see the elements and how it looks on that person. Or do we want to go down the route on telling a story and having more of a, like a, having more of like a, the community element mm. that people can actually resonate with. Yep. like a piece of content that mm. people can resonate with. If we look at our content on TikTok and on Instagram, we on Instagram, like we're going down the route of like a little bit higher polished content, but then TikTok is more like focused on like, it's just like a you and me yeah. kind of like, hey, I want to put up a video just for you specifically. And I want you to enjoy this and yeah. feel that this is how we're hanging out. We're having lunch together, vibing, mm. nothing polished, but it's just that. So, yeah, if that's kind of what answers yeah, yeah. your question a bit. Yeah, it does. No, it's just a constant, uh, like it's part of the, the the game of filmmaking and, and content creation, uh, which I feel like personally over the last two, three years, why TikToks have kind of, and behind the scenes TikToks and UGC uh, have kicked off because yeah. people can kind of 
uh, I don't know, they, they resonate with the story that even if it's just a little funny office video that we'll do. Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. it's warm. It's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, warm hearted. It's, uh, Exactly. Uh, there's there's something behind it, um, whereas sometimes people um, now that uh, brands have been uh, or like brands like ours have been around for you know six seven eight years, uh, the the sometimes the repetitiveness of mm. just product videos yeah. uh, can get stale in their eyes. And I know I some uh, kind of just general the general population. I'd say ninety five percent of the population, uh, a lot of them do not. Uh, kind of see the little one percenters that go into uh, like filmmaking and the transition behind videos or color grading and all that stuff. And a lot of them, it's just, it, they don't know what's going on. And, and sometimes the, <laughs> the, the simple videos kind of uh, resonate more and, and yeah. they tell a bit of a story. So yeah, um, I, 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 I agree. And just to add on to that point too, why people, the general um, public, just the general people love watching those type of just unpolished videos is like, um, anything where people would watch like streams is yeah. because they just feel there's a connection that yeah. I'm actually walking with you along Shibuya where you just got your live stream out recording. It's like, man, I'm a part of this journey. Um, and I think that's what people want to do is like they don't we don't have as much time as we would to go and just actually hang out with these people. We can't hang out with these people. So it's like how can I feel like I'm part of that journey with them. How can I feel like I'm sitting in that room while all you guys are having a, like a laugh together about what store we're going to open and we open up in Sydney and it just makes you feel like, man, I'm sitting in the chair just mm. like this and like, oh, where are we going? Yeah. Like, what's happening? I think that type of content like I love because there's that warmth to it. There's that um, people factor mm. we connect to it and that and that in itself is storytelling. Yeah, you can you can tell it any way you want. You can tell it on an iPhone. You can tie it on any type of camera. It's pretty much storytelling mm. yeah. yeah way deeper connection yeah. yeah doesn't have to be polished yeah. it's storytelling it's like the main focus yeah and that that's is it. that is honestly the primary goal of a lot of brands like ourselves trying to uh tell your story get to that personal connection because it's uh it's much harder than an individual yeah uh, in front of a camera just you know making videos for the fun of it yeah. versus uh, a business that you know, is trying to create a product and, and, and selling it. So uh, there's that bridge of, you know, does a, a potential consumer trust the uh, the brand? Is the brand just trying to sell to me and is that it? Or is there, you know, is it a little bit more yeah. of a deeper connection than that, which uh, is our goal. And so like our goal yeah. is to try and create that connection, create the community, which we, we try to do, um, uh, which is why we, you know, enjoy having conversations like this because it, it is honestly a, a conundrum to, yeah. to try solve at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, I, I don't know how much time we've got. Bob, have you got any other more questions? Uh, any more questions? No, I was going to, I was going to, because you, you me. mentioned like uh, people want to feel like they're sitting there. So I was going to throw in a question about yeah. your thoughts on where the industry, let, let's just, yeah. I don't know if we should do another rep on this, but let me ask the question and then we can decide, yep. give like a little rundown. But I was going to ask your thoughts on where you think the industry is going in terms of AI and um, devices like uh, yeah. ProVision or Apple Vision Pro or whatever. Yeah. Um, like do you think that in 10, 20 years we're going to see a completely different industry in terms of the creative industry or do you think it's just going to be – a scaling as we've seen in the last five, 10 years in terms of technology that allows you to do more with 
the tools that you have. Mm. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on AI and yep. the future of, of, of creativity and, and filmmaking yeah. and all that sort of stuff? So that's a real good question. Yeah. Um, that's why I was like, fuck, we maybe we yeah, should do another no, app on that. that. That's a good question. But to <laughs> Just be, give us a quick quick 30 second. Uh, I actually, like I was saying to you, like um, I feel like all these tools that are coming out, AI and everything, I don't feel like it's going to take over what we're doing or it's, there's a risk. I believe that it is going to honestly enhance what we're yep. doing. Like we're pumping out more content that we have ever been before. Um, even on myself, like I'm getting things done faster. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, I use, I use AI as well. Why? Because there's times where I'm saying, okay, I've got these, like I'm terrible with my vocabulary. I'm terrible with my grammar. So I'm writing down all these ideas and everything. And I chuck it straight into like a, a chat GPT an AI. And I said, please correct my grammar and make this more understandable for someone else to read this. Then I'm rereading and say, okay, I see it in that perspective. Even ideas and writing down, said this, that, brainstorming this. I chuck it to AI and say, hey, look, my grammar's all messed up. I'd like you to fix this up and put them in orders um, based on my the timesheets like it or dates yep. in order. And it corrects it all for me. It will say the 25th, you're shooting this, 26th, you're doing this, 26th. But in my memos, I'm doing 27th, I'm shooting this. 25th I'm shooting this it's all over yeah. but when I put it into AI it helps me to organize it look at it and go okay that time from this time in that space I can do this yeah. this and that's it so it's, it's almost it's like a workflow tool it's a workflow tool for me that allows you to do yeah. more in the time that you have exactly exactly absolutely and I was actually um, speaking just on the vision pros just for a second I was seeing that the new iPhone 15, it has spatial video. Yes. Have you seen that feature? Where seen it. it'll use the wide angle and the 48 megapixel main yeah. camera yeah. to record so you could watch it as like a VR sort of Crazy. thing back That's on the Vision Pros. And I'm just so excited to see if that actually catches on. Yeah. Because I don't think you can record in both. So no. if you record in normal no, no, yeah. you'll just be able to watch it yep. in it'll you just know, come a out normal as a video normal number normal on like yeah. a screen yeah. but then if you record in spatial video be you'll be able to see what that person's camera saw like from a VR perspective which yeah. is just ridiculous like do you think that's the next thing in yeah. filmmaking mm. do you think the Instagram yeah. app will have a section on it like reels that spatial video. Yeah, well, why? like where are we going with this? This is where I, I was going to go with. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I always think about what will be like what is next from short form video because you know, like humans are so like everyone's craving that dopamine hit and we get it so you can't get it any quicker than you can with short form video, which is why it's so popular. I really, uh, this is why like I always question it where where's next is it going to be vision pros and you know the content's just going to be freaking covering your whole your whole screen once it like people start kind of like the masses start going it that'll kind of just uh determine whether or not the content will start kind of being made yeah. particular for that sort of uh environment because but do you think Instagram like Meta do you think Meta they'll all do all, it. The, all the apps yeah. are already making apps for vision pro Surely, bro. They'd be making it, but they're not going to go hard on it unless everyone else is kind of like it's agreed. mass adopted. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yes. It's, it's the mass adoption. They'd be thinking about it. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope Because you are. wouldn't want, you'd like, hope they if are. you're meta, you wouldn't want um, TikTok to do it Paz and, and, and Bob's social media platform to come out and be the first <laughs> spatial 
video nah. platform. I'm sure they've got a couple of billion to, to – Yeah, <laughs> they've got a little bit of money tucked under the rod yeah. to fix that issue. But <laughs> like even for the spatial uh, visuals as well and like here's one thing that's already out there that still blows people's mind is the Insta360 camera. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that you can like – zoom and scroll around what's happening in your environment it's like why can't they adapt people, that to people the still don't get it where it's a wrapped around yeah. you of a 360 camera and you're actually like you're looking up you're looking down you're like yo dude what is this i'm in the room with these people but it's like a 360 camera that's just adapted into that technology why yeah. can't it <laughs> i think oh, yeah oh, it just depends because Think about how easy it is for any time during the day for us. I'm going to keep referring back to short form video because it's the yeah. number one from all, this, all the platform, but it is king it right is now. King. You can be on, you can be in your commute <laughs> on the train or a freaking cab or an Uber or anything, and, and you're on. You can be at lunch and you're on, and you oh, can yeah. you can be in bed, and you're on. You're on. It, it, like there's you can wake up in the morning and honestly, someone will send you something and like oh let me just see what it is. It yeah. might be a reel or something. You take one scroll it's and you're over. on. I just I I'm curious to see when or what will be the next thing that that is as powerful as that. I feel long form will come back. I feel long form could possibly come back no, and I, it it's not that it needs to come back. It's there. I still watched long form. What I'm referring to is the amount of time someone in their 24 hour day is spending mm. consuming uh, con, consuming content. Okay. Yeah. Right. So usually back in the day before short form video, I was probably consuming. Well, like the general person was probably consuming content through YouTube, long form, uh, TV, and probably just photos and stuff through yeah. social media. Yeah. No real like nah. short form stuff. Yeah. Then obviously these TikTok comes along in 2019, whoever it was. And the, I don't have any statistics in front of me, but I'm sure we did some digging. We could find the amount of time people spend on those apps and watching those videos now yeah. versus then is is incredible. So yeah. what I'm asking is what is the next, oh, yeah. what will take up that time? Is it going to continue being short form video or will mm. it be something else? And then that's where I think uh, that'll drive the the content creators and what kind of uh, videos and, and content and they're, they're making. Yeah, it's a very good question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think you can go in terms of what, in terms of consuming content, I don't think you can go past this is my this is my thesis you can't go past short-term video because the attention span um thesis of like people just get consumed because they're getting bombarded with new things that just like wraps them in this rabbit hole that they can't get out of and they just stay on tiktok for fucking four hours yeah. right whereas yeah. long form you you can sort of there's lulls in long form where you can like snap out of it and go wow i've been in this long form video for ages i'm just gonna turn it off you can't do that in short form on tiktok so i don't think there's a I don't think there's an evolution in terms of like consumable content. Where I think it's going to go is interactive content. That's mm, my guess. Mm. Where you can interact or make choices within the content that's created. Ooh. That's going to be the next That's step. a nice thesis right there. That's wow. my guess. That's my guess. That's because like watching content is just watching content. The content can be different but I don't it's the same. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to disagree purely because like humans are just like – inherently lazy so it's same as like i remember when nintendo brought out the wii you know they're, they're bringing out the wii with wii sports people gonna play tennis people gonna play boxing yeah. and playstation and 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 uh, xbox destroyed them because people just want to just give me some games to play yeah like so where, again, where, where would the evolution be from short form video then i don't know 
Now, this is what I don't, I don't know. Like my argument to your one would be people are just lazy. So I can't see them wanting to go from just scroll to now I'm making a choice to, yeah, I'll go this way. I, I don't know. But just if, like Instagram, Instagram's not dead, right? And the uh, and the and the photos on Instagram and your portfolio of sorts of the tiles on your profile on Instagram, that's never going to die. People still care about that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Just like that, people will always care about short form video. But then there's just going to be a new medium of content that will be entering the fray, yeah. which I think will be the interactive content. But mm-hmm. short form will never be trumped. Like short form may never be trumped, but yeah. there's just going to be little bits of content coming at it from fucking chipping away at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. I, I short love- form's like the way it interacts with the person's brain. There's yeah. just, there's just, you can't iterate on that. You can't. It's just, no, no, it's I, like a drug, bro. It's it, genuinely it, it, like it, a drug. It's, it's genuinely like a drug. And the other thing is like, it can't, not that it's not good for you. Uh, you can't, as a person, take in two hours worth of different content and then remember it because no. you're, you're going through all these things. You'll sit through should sit through for an hour or two. And yeah. I did this once or twice a couple of times while I was in Europe because obviously, you know, I'm yeah. holiday. Yeah. I've yeah. got to scroll yeah. through my phone. You're not remembering any of that. That Think about the, mm. the amount of different information coming at you. Yeah. Like, and I've said this before, like nowadays it's more important to actually be able to facilitate information you get in and use that as information you want to use as a mental model oh, and then kind of build your mental model of yeah. those things because, all right, you get one guy saying do this and then another another person saying you go yeah. like, you know, eat this and, you know, do that and whatever it is. I'm like, have a look at what this is. And yeah. it, there's the, you get probably thousands of them. There's never been so much more information. Before freaking short form went around, you'd maybe be able to watch, I don't know, four or five YouTubes beforehand or, you yeah. know, you watch yeah. a Netflix series or something. Now, yeah, there's a lot. There is. I just feel like you're not consuming the content the same way. You're not. Like, but you know how we were talking a couple of weeks ago? How, um, you know, our fathers and and the generations before them yes, had to I use encyclopedias. Yeah. Right? you had to use a fucking the dictionary yeah. and a Britannica encyclopedia <laughs> yeah. to get some knowledge. And now, <laughs> so all of a sudden, there's just every bit of knowledge that's ever existed is Absolutely. in these yeah. um, language models on ChatGPT, as well as YouTube, as well yeah. as Google, as well as TikTok. Like, the best way to consume that knowledge is long form video, in my opinion, because it's you're. I feel like. You're actually your attention spans actually focusing on that, on that content, and you're getting fully immersed in that one piece of content. Whereas, like, mm. if you get bombarded with all different pieces of content, your brain actually can't physically keep up. No way. I can't remember anything that I watch on TikTok. It's- but if you ask me about some sort of video that I watched about freaking diet or some random thing on on YouTube, I could quote you what he says yeah. or quote yeah. something that he said. So maybe lo- maybe Papi is right. Maybe long form is the way of the future in terms of, uh, definitely in terms of education Ed- for sure. Education I'm, for sure. I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot. Go. Like, um, <laughs> so recently, Do like, it. you know, I've been playing tennis yeah. like heavily yeah. and I have not watched one long form video on how to like, pick up <laughs> tennis, but I've learned the sports so much on short form. Short form. You, you searched it. I is that right? I searched it. I typed it in and I searched and I said- On like tennis. YouTube and TikTok or- On, um, on YouTube. U- YouTube, YouTube shorts? shorts. And I said, I'm not going to sit there for 20 minutes. I just don't have the time for 20 minutes. I said, but I'll sit there for 15 seconds and learn how to do a backhand and a forehand. And just, I, I think it depends on the individual. I'll back that in. For myself, for myself it's, it's the muscle memory. Like I'm- like that's what I do. There's mm. times when I'm shooting and I close my eyes and I said before I go out and shoot, I'm going to close my eyes and actually 
envision how I'm actually on that day mm. on yep. the field playing or when I'm actually shooting campaigns like that's how it's going to go that's how it's going to look I already see the final picture so I guess it depends on someone I'll, right. I'll, I'll agree with that sorry just just for an aside I'm comparing I'm not comparing someone who actually wants to learn something just goes general. out and okay. goes out and searches that thing that they want that skill that they want to learn I'm referring to like aimless scrolling versus <laughs> watching aimless long form oh, content yeah. Like sometimes I'll be on YouTube and it'll just be like uh, something on freaking the Roman Empire, for example. That's a, that's a trend going on now. And I'll just watch it and I'll consume that content yeah. and I'll remember some pieces yeah, of that, that okay. some fragments of that yeah. content. Yeah. I, I wasn't planning on watching it, but I chose to watch it mm. um, rather than just aimlessly scrolling for 90 yeah. minutes on TikTok. I don't think you're consuming any of that no. unless maybe you sent it to a friend and you reinforce it by watching it again later. Or something oh, like no. that. But your your case, 100%. If you're time poor and you want to learn a skill, I think I've done this as well. And you, Or even when you're fi- trying to find a restaurant or something in a new city, you search it on TikTok so and you can get 20. It's like a Google search, but it's video format. Yeah. And you can go through it in yeah. 10 minutes and you've learned that skill or you found that place. And, Agreed, yeah. And it's so powerful like that. I, I 100% agree with yeah. that. You just yeah. debunked me a little bit. Oh, and the, the time constraint uh, factor is a big one. Huge. Because yeah. – like I've done it before when I went to New Zealand and I had never been skiing or snowboarding and yep. we were going to go there and I had half an hour on the drive up with a bus and I'm like, what am I going to do with this half an hour? I'll just consume some Open it up. <laughs> some, some, some content yeah. and uh, see if I can pick up a snowboard and there you go. and it worked. Like, yeah. It genuinely worked. Uh, on TikTok? No, this was YouTube. Long, you, long, form. YouTube long, form. long form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long form. I, see, I I'll always go to long form, I think, YouTube. I don't know why. I think I'm just old. I don't know. No. I just like oh, so would I. I. I would, but but nothing beats nothing can compare with that. The short, instant yeah. gratification you get with uh, a, a small video. If they get you laughing once, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or you get hooked on one, it's very very hard to stop. So that's why so I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what will be more powerful than that um, moving forward. And I I can't even answer. Can't even tell you what I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've well, got. But you're right. We could have actually covered that. We could cover that whole topic in a in another podcast. Yeah. On a whole different. <laughs> well. Well. Pop? For an off the cuff off cuff podcast. Yeah. I think it's been fantastic. Thank How do you so feel much. being the first official? Wow. Wait. Yeah. You are the first, the first official, official guest. <laughs> yeah. On 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 the pod. On save me a seat. Oh, we saved you. We, we yeah, didn't even say did. we saved you a seat this morning. Well, he basically, Boom! He basically put his own seat there. So like, yeah, agreed. <laughs> he set the seats up. <laughs> he drove, he's the bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pop, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Thank brother. Thank you so much. It was an honour. First right. of many. First of many. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.